Welcome, welcome guys to today's uh, football radio. I'm here with John Aliu at Aliu underscore John. Yes, my Twitter handle, yeah. And uh, it's me at John Equator. Today we are going to primarily discuss about VAR and fantasy football. FPL. We are also going to be hearing a lot about it from John himself. Uh, we're going to talk about how VAR as a introduced itself into football mm. and has taken a lot of passion and everything from us. The Premier League is no more the same. No, not the same at all. Like everything is mayhem from penalties to fouls, red, red cards and yellow cards. John, yeah. what is happening to our football? Well, I think football is happening and the moment we allowed technology into football, we were prepared for a new shift into the way we saw football, we were yeah. going to be seeing football. I so much appreciate the goal line technology. Yes. You understand? That technology it's in football direct, it's precise. Ball is very clear. Yeah. And when we use the word clear and obvious for goal like technology, when the ball crosses the line, mm. they vibrate on the referee's hand. So the decision is clear for everybody to see. And yeah. everybody on, in the stadium, they get an official confirmation on the screen to confirm that indeed it is a goal. Yeah. But for the, like you said, the VAR, it has been a terrible concept so far for me. Because when I heard VAR was coming, I'm like, we already have the goal line technology. Why introduce something that may alter the decisions of mm. the referee? Mm. Now, when we look at football in memorial, start from 2010, the Lampard, uh, they crossed the line against Germany. Even back to 1966, the Geoff Horst goal mm. against uh, Argentina in the finals. These are the various elements that make football very interesting. Yeah. Those arguments, those extra banter, generation to generation the controversies that are neither here that are neither here nor there and those are the things that even help to improve the level of the game or even improve the well, let's say the, the quality of the game because back then we used to have the substitution rule the goal line rule the touch line rule mm. and then color came into football we had jesse's home and away it was as a result of these controversies year in year out these controversies they bring the sport they improve the sport over time but at the point in time, although I will talk about the pros of the VAR, but at the point in time, when I heard VAR was coming into, into football, I was wondering, where is the excitement going to come from? Because Very we're true. not talking about robots playing, we're talking about humans playing. Humans playing. And contact is, football is a contact sport. Very true. And we need those contacts to be part of the game that brings the human element into the sport. Mm. So VAR as a whole, when it came into picture, when it was trialed during uh, the 2015 or uh, well, 2014, uh, 2013 Competition Cup, yes. we saw it being implemented and it was here or there, we began yeah, was, with the controversies. Very messy. But based on your question for now, so far, it has been, that's the right word to use, mayhem. Because at the point in time, everyone in the stadium is wondering, what is happening on this pitch? True. Because the decision has been taken, the decisions being agreed on, the decisions being processed in the VAR room are all detrimental to the fluidity of the sport. Exactly. And it, it, it's, so, it's, so, it's so weird that it affects team morale. It, yeah. it not just affects the scoreline at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It affects how aggressive fans True. are to their club. 
to their manager, True. to the to the management of a club. I remember listening to Peter Kraut on the match day two of the EPL. Yeah. The whole understanding of VR is too strict, too rigid. Yeah. On some particular rules, then all of a sudden now they lower the standard, and we are seeing, let's say like a flock of it's terrible decisions terrible it's yeah. absolutely terrible and i don't understand why there's a difference between var in the bundesliga var mm -hmm. in the italia no no i think it's across board it's uh i think it's the same format the same template across board mm. but i think it has to deal with the interpretation you understand if we agree that technology is going to be in sport then uh don't forget just like computer mm -hmm. you have an ms word there and i believe the ms word on your system once is the same version 2016 mm -hmm. it operates the same way in every system that is connected to ms word so that is the element of consistency mm -hmm. if you're going to introduce technology into sports then we should they should already have more like a template in place to ensure that these decisions even if you are playing in mass the templates should be that even in mass is the same outcome even when you're playing in Nigeria. But sadly, we've seen too many inconsistencies and that's where the cons of VR come into play because one of the most shameful ones were what happened during the CAF Champions League final when there was a goal scored and the VR was not working. Now we saw the chairman of CAF or the CAF president came down to the pitch and was talking about they were trying to work it out and all that and they postponed that final. Now, Esperance, they were giving the medals as the winners. And after FIFA heard the case, they told Esperance to return back the medals. It was a disastrous event for Africa hmm. back then when that happened. They returned back the medals and the trophies. And then two weeks later, they played the final again. That was when it, uh, it was resolved. So I think the inconsistency of the VAR of this particular implementation mm. of technology is the undoing of this recent innovation by FIFA. Would you say that because VAR is new into football, mm -hmm. it's been poorly introduced no 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 john i won't i won't agree with that. i think there's a lot of trials they began from the fifa confederation cup yeah and then it was slowly introduced into into the world into the cup, world cup. Mm. and then we saw it even before mm. it began in the bundesliga it began from the from the division two side mm. before it went to the bundesliga even in africa in the cup champions league it was introduced in the semi-final even in the champions league last season it was introduced from the quarter-final stage so before it was introduced to the forefront, it was being tried even in England. It didn't begin from yeah, the Premier yes, League. It yes. began from the Carabao Cup. Yes, yes. And yes. then we saw it being used in, in terms the of the semi-finals and then the finals. The finals so the finals. I think it has been tried enough and everybody involved in terms of the referees in the boardroom, the referees on the pitch, they've been educated on how to interpret the laws of the game. Okay, so don't you think that there's just too many controversies in football and it has become more like a cousin of football mm -hmm. where it's very, very normal for a team to win the league with too many gliding errors or the third... Let me ask you a question. Now, <laughs> VAR was brought in to do what? brought it to improve the game to improve the game yeah. not reduce the standard <laughs> of the game what we saw this weekend in the premier league four penalties given you understand yeah which were all debatable now tell me in improving the quality of the game and by leaving people in the confused state are you improving the game or let's say creating more controversy it has to do with interpretation it has to do with perspective right and that's where i feel to an extent vr was brought in to improve the game and not make decisions for the referee mm. and i think they need to make that as clear as possible true to everybody involved because if the referee is aware that he has a monitor where you can verify your decision why don't you make use of it now i was trying to read up today that even the premier league they have not they have the, the monitors by the pitch side yes, they do. no single referee not one 
No single referee has gone to the pitch side to yeah. go correct his mistake. Now, which throws in, throws in the big question. Are these guys scared of the camera? Or are they scared to admit that they were wrong? If you are wrong, it's part of the game. Mm. Even the great Zizou. How did he bow out of the game? He nodded someone. So I feel as human beings, we are all prone to mistakes. And it's those mistakes, like I, to, like I told you earlier, that's what helped the game to evolve from one point Very to the true. other. Very so true. I think when you talk about that and Bertrand's record, it has to do with interpretation. My interpretation of foul may be different from yours. What happened was that Bertrand went in with a late tackle, yeah. right? And the referee saw it. Even the line smart was in his front. He saw it, but he skipped it. But the VAR picked it. And the replay saw, sh showed it that whenever there's a contact, that would intentionally hurt the player. Yeah. The intention is what counts, not just the action not itself. Not the action, yeah. He went in full start on his heel. So that, for me, was a clear red card. Now, the referee mistake, like I said earlier, yeah. VR is not all doom and gloom, but I think he has gotten some decisions right, but they've left more questions to be answered than answers they've made. And do you think that the noise if we're going to even be specific on the epl because the var mistakes in the epl is louder than every other league and every other area it's the premier football. league is the most yeah. marketable league in the world what do you expect i saw a start like that and um they said uh, of the 90 games played before this past weekend mm. var had not awarded a single penalty so those that question was posed last week and mike riley the managing director of pgm well yeah was like, all right, what will happen now is that they will try and not water down per se, but they will try and lower down the, down the standards standard. so that VAR can become relevant. What happened after that? It was, it was four penalties, one red card, two disallowed goals. Because when I look at the Arsenal goal yesterday against Crystal Palace, mm -hmm. build up to the goal, how was Callum Chambers a judge to have fouled the defender for Crystal Palace, which prevented that goal being given? You understand? Mm -hmm. I thing again that makes me so tired of VR is that for the first 30 seconds, everyone looks like a zombie. Everyone is clueless on the pitch. And you're like, what is going to happen next? Now, I saw one very perfect example of how VAR has become shambolic. Not in the Premier League, but I think in sport generally. Mm -hmm. There was something that happened in the Bundesliga over the weekend. I saw the clip. There was a guy who was the attacking team. He just played the ball waywardly and it was going to the touchline. Now, one of his um, colleagues who was training on the touchline, touched the ball before it stepped out. Then I found out a new rule of the VR, which is totally insane. Now, the, one of the rules of VR says, if you are the attacking team, place the ball before it steps out or before it rolls out of the line, your, your own teammate touches the ball, the opposing team will receive a penalty. That was how that guy, the attacking player, caught his teammate. And we saw them take the ball back for a penalty. Oh my that was God. shambolic. <laughs> That was, that was terrible. If you make all these laws, if you make all these rules and regulations guiding the game, it's expected that the formulators of FIFA or UEFA, whoever the body is, carries everybody along in terms of the laws that are evolving and even educate, even as True. basic as the fans, so that the fans are aware of what to expect. I'm not talking about the players themselves now because mm. it's so shameful when a player is making a decision not knowing the outcome of that decision yeah. which was what happened that was that i think that was that was misappropriation of the law because the players themselves they're not even aware of they're what happened of, of, what the of their possible is. actions yeah so i think fifa i understand that they trialed it but i think the education part was not carried out it properly carried out. you understand because even myself at the point in time i'm even, I'm even lost now what will happen here 
Because we saw the dive from, from Wilfred Zaha. Yes. It's all subject to perception and how the referee interprets it. Exactly. Now, VAR is meant to come in to improve and show you clear cut, but it's not to make the decision for the referee. Yeah. And that's why I insist go to the pitch side, you can see it in slow mo like we saw at the World Cup, and then make the correct decision. Yeah. But I feel the referees in, in the Premier League, they are too proud, you understand, to, to, admit, to admit. Because they feel whatever they see, of course, the old law of the game, yes. the referee's decision, the final. Oh, wait, if we even turn that around, don't you think that the way the VAR thing, especially in the Premier League, mm. they are telling the referee that the final say doesn't is not on them anymore? Because from my understanding about the VAR in the Premier League, mm. the room where the VAR is not even in the stadium. Mm. So how, how is it possible that a group of people mm. who are not in the stadium, mm. who do not feel that atmosphere in the mm. stadium, mm. the tension, they probably do not even understand the laws of the game. Aside, they might understand the laws of the game. Mm. They probably do not understand what, what it means to be in that position. To be in that position. I, I had this question. I think, well, I think one of our shows, I said something like that. I think with time, these mistakes, or these controversies mm -hmm. would definitely call for a radical action, professional, which, which would see, which would see the game evolve and even technology evolve, and that's why I called for. I remember, I think it was the first show. Why don't we have, just like the way we have ex-footballers who are pundits, yeah. ex-footballers who go into coaching? I've not heard any ex-footballer going to referee in any way. I but don't think they would allow that. Yeah, there will be level of level bias. of bias. But then let's get one or two professionals who play the game, who manage the game who's seen the game in all facets, go up there to the boardroom, mm. be part of the team, be part of the VR team, because not every decision that is given the way of an opposing team is meant to be that way, because sometimes some things happen out of impulse, mm. and you cannot take away the human element of the game. Absolutely. We are not machines. Uh, it's not robots playing. And a lot of times, people compare the VR use to other sports like your rugby. Yeah, totally like different sports. They are totally different sports. And there was something I read today, and this is very key, it was very profound. The VAR cannot be acting as an additional match ref. We have a referee. Exactly. Now, if VAR is going to make all the decisions, then why do we have the, the man with the whistle in the, see, at the middle of the pitch? Now, it's like taking decisions which may be different to that of the ref and effectively altering the course of the game. And that's what we saw this weekend in the Premier League. Yes. It, was, it was disgraceful, even for investors, because too much has been put into the Premier League. Very true. And yes, I understand that the, the VAR has come to improve decisions and here and there and all that, but with the amount of cash being loaded on board, look at Southampton over the weekend. That VAR decision, yes, it was correct, but the fact that everyone in the stadium was not sure before the decision, decision was taken, chose into doubt and the execution of VAR. Yeah. Southampton got beaten 9-0, and I can proudly say VAR was, was a part of it. it. Now, so much money has been thrown into the Premier League, and it's expected that even owners, they come to the stadium to see quality football as well as quality decisions taken. You understand? Because mm. everyone, everyone wants to see a return on investment. Once yeah. you start to get relegated, they can trace the yeah, origin of their problems to, to what happened on Friday night. And that was very terrible. So that first question there, the VRO cannot be acting as an additional matrix. I think it's high time even the Premier League, they get to sit down, down and allow that statement sink into their heads. Because if we even look at the VAR, the, the use of the VAR in the World Cup, mm -hmm. 
every decision that the referee was going to take with or without the assistance of a VAR intervention, the referee goes to, to verify. I don't know if the choice of non-verification by the referee is a way of reducing the, no, the period No, John, at the Copa the... America, mm. I think the technology, of course, corruption is everywhere. Yeah, Anything man is involved in, you, es you expect corruption, corruption to be very true. At the Copa America, there was a case of why Messi actually lambasted the FA against Brazil. Was that there was an opportunity, was it a penalty or something? And then the VAR warned the referee not to go to the pitch side to go check the footing, oh, to wow. go check. So he insisted and carried on. Something happened. They disconnected the, the intercom oh, okay. and they deleted the footage. I think they covered it up. Messi had a case when he lambasted Brazil and Brazilian Brazil for, for cover-ups and all for that. Cover -ups. Yeah, I understand. But there was some form of corruption there. At the World Cup, right, they had the opportunity to go there. So I feel, to an extent, these referees, first of all, they follow instructions. True. We don't know what is in their ears and who will be affected by the decisions mm. to be taken. If a man sitting there is playing a Crystal Palace, we already know by default setting, bigger side city will get all the favorable decisions. Now, what if we have Crystal Palace who's having a legitimate claim for a penalty appeal and we don't know what the higher ups are doing there? It makes more sense for City with all the money <laughs> to actually get three to, points. To get three points. And it's more marketable than for Crystal Palace. So I true. think there's some form of there's some element of, of corruption, yeah. one way or the other. And then secondly, I feel it also has to do with the pride of the referees out there in the Premier League. If the Bundesliga, nothing makes by market market value aside, I don't think the Bundesliga the Premier League is superior to the Bundesliga. Yeah. The quality of football is much better in the Bundesliga. Yes, very but I'm true. just saying why is it that the referees trying to make it seem as if there's a double standard in the application? If you have an opportunity by the pitch side to verify, and it's in the law book that you need to go verify your decision, True. by all means go for it, you understand? Yeah. So I feel there is, the, the UEFA, FIFA ultimately, they need to go back to the drawing board Very and true. decide how do you want to apply the VAR? I understand the instances where it can be used, mistaken identity, yellow card, um, offside rule and penalty, fine, those are the four, you can get them on Wikipedia, but it's going to be on Wikipedia now, because what I saw over the weekend, the penalty was taken because the, his teammate stopped the ball from going over the line, yeah, that, that was that's bizarre. barbaric, you understand, so I think FIFA, they need to establish what is the best course of action to implement VAR, and is everybody going to be aware, use the precision wisely, yes. You understand? Yeah. So I think the corruption has crept into the game and it's leaving more controversies than answers. But do you think this is now something that we should be used to? Well, I think uh, right now is the first, I think this is the first season for the Premier League. Yeah. It's definitely going to come with own issues and talking points and controversies. But it's here to stay, it's going away. So I feel just like other innovations in football mm. or the sports over the years, where we have to understand the implementation, like not generation to generation, but over the years, they tend to improve it. And just like we saw even pitches, if you see the pitch of Old Trafford, the way it was 1980. It was very different, different from now. Different yeah. groundsmen coming up, different innovations. So I think it's a rough process. Teams are going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. More teams are going to get, well, let's say, uh, uh, not proper justice to their, to their claims or to their cases. But I think it's part of those processes that that will start rough, but will develop as develop time goes. Better. You understand? Because when I look at the handballs, we saw 
the Dallo handball against PSG. Yes. The last the, the, penalty. The last one. We saw the same thing again while we look at Fred. That same, the, the hand. same, same and hand. And then we saw Dele Ali against Watford. The equalizer yeah. with his hand. Is it ball to hand? Now, <laughs> why are we having decisions here giving and decisions here not giving? Now it's subjective. Very if true. it's subjective, then why do we have the error? Because as a referee, as a human being, it's subject everything subject is subjected to your opinions. Now a lot of people have called for an open communication system where everyone can listen, where they will be transparent. Then soon football will start wearing masks. Or start wearing headgears, <laughs> so we can try and interweave, interweave everything. Even as bad as not bad anyway. Even the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. Carabao Cup is always doing things to differentiate themselves from the FA from Cup. The FA Cup. You cannot because it's a template using NFL now adopt everything. Exactly. What now differentiates you? What differentiates that sport from that sport from the others? So yeah. yes, it's been implemented, but how it's been implemented? That was separate that sport. Even MMA. Of course, they have their rules, and it's different from kickboxing, mm? and kickboxing is different from WWE, which is true. so. I think we don't have to adopt totally. adopt totally to what other sports are doing. Mm. Allow it to develop in the sport of football, and then allow it to evolve with time. I believe with time to get better. But trying to copy everything from the NFL, from cricket, is working for them. That's because they decided. And don't tell me when VR was introduced. That was the, that was how they started it. No, no it was not how it they started over it. Over time, so I feel football is too big to be mimicking the rules of the game to govern it from other sports. No, football is just is the king of the sports. Other it's other sports are meant to take clues from, from football. football. So I'm not a big fan of trying to get trying. I don't I don't mention other sports when I'm talking about some uh, VR mm. in football. Mm. It's a total different ball game. You understand? Yeah. Treat VR. In a football space for football for the sport mm. and leave the way it's been implemented in cricket and try and carve out the niche and when you stand out and I, I believe with time they'll get you right they'll but get for right, right now the start is it's very very rough it's a very rough start okay rough start. uh we're gonna take a short break and we'll come back and john will take us through the fpl the twitter to follow him is at aliu underscore john on twitter ever present ever vocal and ever controversial on Twitter. <laughs> we'll come back from the break and we'll talk about that more. Welcome back to the road kill, yeah. the football road kill. I still have with me John Aliu and right now we're going to dive straight into fantasy football. Uh, for those who are too old to comprehend with the fantasy football league. Mm. I'm sorry, there's no way to explain it. It's more like playing a video game true, while true, the live game is going on. True. And uh, John, yeah, thank what you is the much. fuse behind well, FPL, the sudden rise of fantasy football league? I think, uh, apart from PlayStation, of course, <laughs> inclusive of Konami and the rest, <laughs> and apart from Football Manager, yeah. I don't think there's been any interactive forum across the world ah. that is connecting that's connecting sport lovers as much as fantasy football I with all respect to playstation mm. i would all respect to football manager because fantasy is more like an improved version or improved concept from fantasy manager mm. now fantasy manager is a software but this is a real time, uh, real -time. application yeah 
that affords you the opportunity to become, well, I say, in quote, a mini manager on a weekly basis. And a relevant person. And a relevant person yeah. to judge the strengths of footballers, even in real time. And it's, become, it's gone crazy now. We have almost like 5 million players worldwide who are playing. And even weekdays, there's a dedicated um, Fantasy Premier League show yeah. on the Premier League channel. Mm. They talk about it. It's like an hour show. Even before fan zone, they keep talking about the the, the the players who you should get in your and team, the players who you should sell in your yeah, team. True. So I think in summary, basically, in terms of the passion for the game, fantasy enables you to be more passionate about other players yeah, and other clubs. True. But to just follow the Premier League, not just your team. You just follow the Premier League. Because one way or the other, you cannot get more than three players from a particular team into your team. Wow. At the beginning of every season, you are given 100 million pounds. You have to sign players. You have to sign <laughs> two goalkeepers, five defenders, five midfielders, <laughs> and three that's forwards. That's crazy. Yeah, very, very crazy. From, from someone who has zero idea. Yeah. I see every time, even, even professional footballers who go onto the pitch to play, mm -hmm. they are... They are managers in the they fantasy. Definitely, Raheem Sterling is a perfect example. There was a day he captained himself and he was on the bench by Pep Guardiola. Yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a funny weekend anyway. And, and we've, we've now come to see that that has totally not just affected how fans see football yeah. now, it has affected even how players approach football. True. Because we see a lot of players, they're not interested in passing anymore. True. Perfect they example. They want to score. Perfect example was Mohamed, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane. Where Sadio Mane went ballistic on Mohamed Salah for not passing the ball to him. And he was gesticulating on the, on the bench, showing his displeasure openly. And when you, tr when you trace down how you this thing happened, it's, it's trickling down to the fantasy. So I think it's improved the competitiveness of the league. Very it's true. improved the... The, 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 the overall appreciation. Appeal, appreciation of the league because it's a very marketable league and everyone wants to be part of the league. So if you're not a player, if you're not a supporter, you can be as far as you can be in Angola, in a village in Angola and still be part of the Premier League. Because yes, you get your scores every week, you have the software. Very so true. you'll be relevant if you are number one, you'll be on the chat there and leading the likes of Ram Sterling and Sadio Mane. But you know what? Is there any monetary value? Yeah, yeah, monetary value. On a weekly basis? Ah, uh, no, not on a weekly basis. Seasonal. I think, they're, they're, I, think I don't know about um, the other aspect of the Fantasy League, but I think there are two um, outlets of the Fantasy League. The first one where you have to pay money, some about 50 pounds or something, and then at the end of the I've never activated that, right? Mm. But this one activated, yeah, it's free, everything is virtual in terms of the purchasing of the players, and then you monitor the real-time progress. I think last season you get an iPad and 50,000 pounds and a trip to watch. Wow. But for number one, only the number one price. So it's more like a jackpot monetary value. Jackpot monetary value. <laughs> so you have like five million people scrambling for one very big, big price. You understand? Uh, so I think it US makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you just keep um, showing your ability to select very well, make good decisions. So and all that. Take us through it. Here's the system here. Take mm -hmm. us through it. How do you arrange your players? It, I believe, it has even, it has even improved the way at which we see the Premier League. Now people need to concentrate about the Premier League. True. Now you have to be very, very critical and analytical in very the well. team selections and formation selections. Yeah, it's, it works with formation selection. Okay, so 
um, for the forwards, based on their performances, based on their track record of scoring goals, based on their track record of keeping clean sheets, uh, track record of, um, of, 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 of discipline and all that. So players you, are, you can have different prizes. We can fairly say that a player like um, Wan Bissaka mm -hmm. is a very, very expensive player in the, the fantastic Yeah, football. relatively expensive. Yeah, it's one of those defenders yeah, yeah, that you can actually count on. Then someone like, like Aguero is yeah, on as the a striker. High. Yeah, it's on the high, Vardy, Kane, those are players who you spend so much to get. So you have to have very good decision-making skills. Yeah. Because like, as you can see, as the season progresses now, they have different points in terms oh. of the accumulation for the season. Okay. Now, these are the, the oh, okay. in value. And for goalkeepers, you expect the man with the most clean sheet last season to actually have um, Which a very is? big save. So but if you buy him 6.1, you may need the money elsewhere to strengthen. To, to strengthen. So you have to strike a balance between do you want the defense to be strong or do you want your attack to be strong? Mm. Usually wise has to go for a very strong attack because they give you the points. You understand? One goal, they score the goals. Yeah. So one goal can actually make a team look very good. So maximum level. If we if we fast forward through this stage, yeah. Tell me, what is this concept about triple captaining a player, double captaining a player? Say you maybe sign in yeah i know let me show you let me show you a perfect example of mine i had a very bad weekend very very bad weekend <laughs> because for fantasy football you your decision making skills has to be top top notch wow you have to consider previous form you have to consider luck you understand because the day if you captain if you should captain your defender if he keeps if any of your defenders say keep a clean sheet is equate is you can equate it to a goal scored by a striker oh Yes, oh, and I see. Like Tim Crow, yes, they save two penalties. Yes. If you triple captain him, he could give you as 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 high as sixty points. I see what happened to me yesterday. Um, like my govern Aston Villa, he had zero. Very terrible. Yeah. Because Digny, I've sold him. I sold him on the spot. He scored an own goal against Brighton. <laughs> he was a liability to my team. So I sold him on the spot. Lundstrom from Shelford, very very good guy. Okay. Scored two points yesterday. Robertson, very very exciting. Very well yesterday. Yeah. Signs for Wolverhampton. Douglas Lewis, Salah, Salah was injured, scored a penalty, got 11 points. Now, for the captain and vice captain, I think the success of every fantasy football player has to rest on how you utilize your C and your V. Mm. You understand? Because I captained Aguero over the weekend. He gave me just two points. And yeah. if you gave this C to Sterling, it would have given him 30 points or almost more than yeah still in so still once in scored and yeah. he assisted yeah so once you can master your c your captain and your vice captain then you are sure for a very good point um outlay every week now for the triple captain every season last season it was three you had your wild card you had your uh, uh bench points and then okay. you had the triple captain okay those are used at your discretion if you are very foolish you can burn it in the first <laughs> week <laughs> and we will have those very busy festive um, period where you have games yeah, so yeah. in five days and all that you'll be all out of options so they're like lifelines oh, for all I these see. shows or all these um all these um how do i put it now all these interactive uh, forums so once you can use them very well so triple captain now bench points wildcard played and there's one more bench boost free hit free hit means you can sign as many players as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Because every week you are ha you have the opportunity of signing 
one player free. One extra player free. One extra player free. That means you won't be charged. Irrespective of the but class of the you may never exceed your 100. Oh, so you can I make see. one free transfer. It's very tricky. Now, if you want to make two transfers, they will subtract four points and you can make that transfer. In my yester years of poor decision making, <laughs> I've once had 16 points because I selected the wrong set of players. So I exhausted my one free transfer for the week and then each transfer you make Extra is minus four points. Is minus four. So for 16 points, four players. You understand? So you have to be very careful and if you, are, you have to join um, different groups. Different groups. There's this one, my, the my, me my group, um, it is 7,851. In whole of South Africa, I'm 13,314. Mm -hmm. Overall, in this world, we are over 5 million playing. Okay. I'm 657,732 position. Super sports, I'm 37,816. Wow. So you have to, the other mini league to join them, you can, um, it's very interactive. You have, um, you can tweet, and then the fantasy has an official Twitter handle. Yes, okay, you can get I updates on a weekly basis. Uh, depending on performances, like Vardy now, I sold as soon as Vardy scored a hat trick on Friday, yeah, and sit and got into Digny against Everton, against Brighton, yeah, on Saturday. You I sold quickly sold Aguero because I saw Pep was playing with my own destiny, yeah. I said, Fine, <laughs> I tweeted, so I sold Aguero, I sold Digny, I got Ben Chiwell, let's say that in form, yeah, and I got Jimmy Vardy. So I put them back into the team. Vardy yesterday was 9.1, as at in the night, they increased to 9.2, so I was very quick. Oh, you were quick. And 0.1 pounds on fantasy is very, it's very, very, very big. I got oh. it at 9.1 pounds if I had delayed. I'm going to be able to sign because the value of my of my team now is 96.5. Aguero is the most expensive player on on fantasy. After Aguero came, they because their consistency is yeah. it's standard. Got good record, good track so record. Everything you said about fantasy football league, mm. it feels that it's not just you supporting your football club. You as a Man U fan having a personal dislike for Liverpool. As a United fan, I have a terrible team now. <laughs> I don't have any United player in my team. <laughs> okay, I have Greenwood. Obviously, the weakest link anyway. I'm looking forward to an opportunity where we can have the PS, the Fantasy Premier League in South Africa. The PSL is very active. Yeah, right? very true. Yeah, it's very true. Kickoff had something. I think he ended in, after, after two seasons, ended in 2016 or 2017. Okay. You can get it back into Africa. It's going to improve the inter interactivity of the game. It's going to improve the passion. The of football the game. knowledge. The football knowledge also, because with the fantasy here, there's nothing you mentioned on any Premier League player. You understand that I'm now the guy who scored against United yesterday became the first Cuban. Wow. To score in the Premier League, these are petty stats fact you get as a result of playing because you get all these updates now the only thing that you cannot master is the mind of the manager mm. like pep guardiola who is he going to play next who week you have no idea next week? it could be jesus it could aguero i captained aguero yesterday he gave me two points <laughs> just Even because Jordan and you had more points yeah just because he was in a winning team he was that's why he could give you two, two points. points so i think moving forward i hope um, on a bigger scale Fantasy Premier League comes to South Africa. South Africa is, they have the best league in Africa. True. Understand? The most organized can, league. Yeah, the most organized league is the most marketable league also. Yeah. Don't tell me about the North Africans. <laughs> you understand? Because in the international market, they, they are found wanting because of yeah. the hooliganism there. Yeah. Yeah. So South Africa is still the best paid, still the most marketable league. So I have no issues. I, 
I believe there's, there will be no issue when you establish more like a rapport with the Premier League, right? And I think that is already been in play because yeah. they have Supersport here. Yes, they, they have do. Supersport United. Supersport is the primary broadcaster of the Premier League. Yeah. Even on, even if you check the fixtures, you see you, Supersport you see as they are the ones on the Premier League. Yeah, you understand. So they already have more like um, a, a, a collaboration perfect, there, um, perfect synergy really working for them. Yeah. So and perhaps even. You see, during the Champions League, although now they've switched to BT Sports, you have the likes of Dwight York and yeah, they're always and in the studio. So they have that synergy. So I wonder why the Premier League has not focused on the biggest market, which is in Africa, Czech fan zone. How many colors do we have from I, Europe and it's compared very, to Africa? It's, it's actually very funny that you said that because if we even look at how many colors that come in that is from Africa, mm -hmm. the reverse, what we do not see is how many colors mm. don't get on air, but actually come no, no, and I, never I, I get to, up I, the I, I tried to ask the question to my friend, Lunga. He participates. Oh, okay. And uh, so I asked him, what did you do? Did you call him randomly? Because I believe 10,000 people calling for an edition of the fans who said no. You already have resource-based analysts, or so it's not generally contributors. It's not generally fans. No, 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 no. They go random, but most of those calls are already programmed. Oh, they are predestined. They are predestined, or you are, they are they are prepackaged. You are aware that you're going to call. Premier League call at this point in time. You have to respond. So it's not a bottleneck. So system. don't think uh, it's like a live it's show. Uh, where they give us that live element. Oh, the Skype, all those things. Oh, I see. I could be on Skype now waiting for Premier League to call me. They told you they will call me 4:45. So I'm waiting. So, so as soon as it comes, you just ask Max. So as you ask him, Sherwood, or you ask and because don't purchase anybody. I, I, I used to have this preconceived idea. Now, I think they're too organized to have random colors. I could be a hooligan and just call it early <laughs> and, and start swearing, swearing and everything. And yeah, that's very, that's very, that's something to consider. Going to big for that. So it has improved how people have embraced the Premier League. Like the Premier League is already in the system of the audience. We can compare it to the Champions League. I think the Premier League they were, they, they were very strategic in their approach. Apart from splashing the money, apart from the huge influx of foreigners, the very good program that they are raising now, including women into yeah. hosting games. They no football, no racism in football theme. You see every game now, the LGBTQ, yeah. the handband, yeah. they are more like all-inclusive. So they are covering a whole lot and yes. they are doing so many things that other leagues are not doing. You understand? So I think the fantasy gives them an edge over the Bundesliga. Bundesliga never talked about racism. Yeah, they don't. Go check their banners. Go check their... And their, the their Italians theory. would never... Because the Italians are... They are doing it with always out. So <laughs> the racism, no, no racism the, 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 the... I think the Freedom Park, the LGBTQ. So they have so many... A very so many agile points. system, yeah, if you can put it that way. It's all-inclusive. And everyone wants to be part of the Premier League. Even ladies now. You see, even the triple, triple, yeah. triple production on Saturday. Now they've cut it. They have two studios now where they link up, and you see the ladies doing more of it. Mm. Look at the Premier League. I think it's one of the most diverse league in the world. You understand? Pray the Bundesliga all you like. How many foreigners are in the Bundesliga? That's one. That's a good point. Terry Chipper was celebrated. Englishman when he went to Spain. How many Englishmen <laughs> have played in Spain? <laughs> we have over three hundred Spanish players who have played in England. Very true. So I think. Even the incorporation of uh, 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 Mashbin, 
the Indian guy who's doing Premier League. So they, they, I think they've studied it, the it, system very, very and good. they've gotten the demographics right. And so that's why they're the, mo they're the, they're the most watched show on earth. All right. So. Um, this has been um, an information overload episode. And um, I hope um, every listener is more interested in even going into the fantasy Premier League. Mm. I believe we'll try and um, introduce a little segment that we touch on updates of the fantasy Premier League no where you put people through on how to go about it what to look at what not to look at yeah can um this is where we wrap up the show unfortunately it's always been a pleasure Thanks john aliu please follow him at aliu underscore john on twitter and yeah. we are trying as much as possible to get him verified <laughs> so that we can have his nonsense get ps morgan one day and you have like a one-on-one -on -one, uh, drill with him. No. <laughs> Why? You can't compete with a crazy man. He's a crazy man. You're not that crazy. No, I'm not that crazy. Yet. All right, it's been a pleasure. I'm Johnny Quader. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye.